Moonshot was created in six days, so too shall it be destroyed. And on the seventh day, podcast will rest in peace. Welcome to the Hyperfixation, here where my friends come onto my show and tell me about something that they're excited about for 30 to 45 minutes or more. Who knows? It's my show. I do what I want. Uh, my name is Roma. I use the they and them pronouns, and I am joined today by Jory. It's me. I'm Jory. I'm the only Jory. He, they pronouns for me. If you know another Jory, uh, let me know and I'll take care of it. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. No, there is no other Jory. There isn't. No. Um, so Jory, I've known you for a little bit, but I believe this is the first time we've actually like spoken to each other. Probably. I yes. I don't I don't uh I don't know if there's been like any streams we've been on together and definitely Mm-mm. not podcasts. You did send me Mm-mm. a spooky story for a school project, which I still I appreciate. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> No one in the class was paying attention when we went over it, which is hey, that's, fine. that's fine. <laughs> I had fun. Yeah. But yeah, are you doing anything on Moonshot right now or preparing for anything on for Moonshot Network that you want to announce here? Do you want to well, you, you want to announce anything that you're doing? Um, I have uh something I'm working on. Uh, wrestling podcast is dead. Hey. Um, we're working on uh getting something new. Uh, with Cameron and another friend of ours, um, we were supposed to record yesterday, but some stuff came up, so we're, once, once we have it ready, we're gonna have, like, four episodes just, like, pre-prepared before anything goes live, but, uh, mm-hmm. eventually there'll be something coming out from me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well, if you need help with anything, let me know. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so... What is our topic for today? What what are you excited about, Jory? Uh, I I will I I'm going to send you an audio clip from the song <laughs> that you've definitely heard before, but I'm going to pretend to do it, which is Mortal Kombat. I love these stupid fucking video games. <laughs> <laughs> what are my uh favorite like? things from this (laughs) that that i've read in the last couple years related to this is uh a lot of people know the like cool 90s techno song where it's the guy yelling mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. um but it's like it's a transcription of an of an interview they did over the phone 
with the guy and it's like we talked to the band that did that it's like are you the guy that yells mortal Kombat at the beginning and then his text yes can you do it for me and because it was a phone call they just typed out mortal Kombat with an exclamation point <laughs> it's really funny that's amazing i need to see this <laughs> uh, so um i don't actually i have no idea how long mortal Kombat has been out for um Longer than but, either of us have been alive. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, when did you get into Mortal Kombat? When did that become exciting for you? Since it's been around since 1992, I was born in 1994. It's just, I guess it's always been there. I, I remember seeing like guidebooks for the Super Nintendo port of Mortal Kombat 2 at a cousin's house. Um, seeing like... The games being played sometimes on like at people's houses and stuff. Um, honestly, I think my first interaction with it was the uh, first movie, I believe, which I came out in 1995. I should know mm-hmm. this. Let's look at Mortal Kombat movie. It's gonna give me the one that just came out. Yeah, 1995. <laughs> uh, it's directed by Paul W. S. Anderson, who is also known for the Resident Evil and Monster Hunter movies. Which is very funny that he's just always directed video game movies, but Mm -hmm. this one's probably his best one. Um, I watched that movie a lot. I watched the uh, sequel a lot as a kid at a friend's house. Um, The much worse sequel... Uh, it's cheaper. Uh, they, they half of the uh, main cast is uh, recasted, and it's very funny. What? Um, <laughs> and, and something that encapsulate, encapsulates me as a kid is uh, there's a friend's house who I went over to, and it had he had Mortal Kombat Annihilation on VHS and the Jimmy Neutron Fairly Odd Parents crossover, the first one on VHS. <laughs> and every time I spent the night, we just watched both of those. That's perfect. <laughs> Um, that sounds so good. I I didn't really start playing the games a lot until the uh, like PS2, Xbox, GameCube era of games. Uh, going back to those now, I don't like those games very much. I don't think they play very well, but they have some neat tidbits about them. And uh, as more has come gone on with the series, it just get, keeps getting like dumber and cooler. And I just get I like with the most recent game that was uh that came out, I was like pogging at stuff that was happening in the story <laughs> like i was just like holy shit cool no <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's what the, st- the series just turns into <laughs> i love that so much and i'm excited to like oh, okay hold on let me backtrack every time i do this show uh i walk into it kind of blind like i have a very vague outside knowledge of yeah. like everyone knows mortal kombat i've played a little bit of mortal kombat in my life uh, whether it's at the arcade or on somebody's like PlayStation three, but I'm very excited. Cause I already feel it. It's like an hour from now, I'm just going to be just as balls deep in this as you are. And I'm so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So you answered the, how the, why the, when is there any, let's see, is there anything I want to ask before we begin? I don't know. I kind of just want to let you go at it. I'm, I'm excited for this. Let me get my timer out. I'm starting my timer, and you may, you may hyperfixate at me about the Mortal Kombat. Okay, so if you have any questions or any tidbits that come up, let me know. Because oh, yeah. uh, if you're confused about stuff, I can explain it, or I can tell you. Like, oh, I- I'm absolutely. sure there's something I can answer. So, yeah. uh, 
I, I have, like, typed out a bunch of stuff about the games. Um, There's 11 games in the main series. There's, like, five side games. And there's been three theatrical movies, uh, a cartoon show for children, a... Uh, for children? <laughs> yes, uh, like a Saturday morning cartoon show. I, oh I, I did something I've never done before and watched an episode before uh, this really bad there there was a live action tv show that also works as a prequel also pretty bad uh <laughs> better than the cartoon um, oh my god but i i want to start uh where it all began 1992 mortal kombat 1 um street fighter was all the rage in the arcades and everybody's trying to buy get in on that market so uh some guys at midway ed boone and john tobias are the main two credited with uh starring the series uh they created mortal kombat um you're probably already wondering why does it start with a k uh someone wrote it with a k and everyone's like that looks cool and then they ran with it <laughs> <laughs> perfect uh it, the series has is like note for any time it's a hard k sound a hard like k it's a k instead of a c no matter what which is very no funny that's um, it. it was the inspiration of it was based off of a lot of like 80s uh, action, like martial arts movies and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of the character, like a lot of stuff is very clearly modeled after um, like Big Trouble in Little China, like a lot of the stuff in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted to have Jean-Claude Van Damme be in the movie because uh, be in the game because of Bloodsport. It's very, also very clearly modeled off of Bloodsport, which is one of the coolest fucking movies I've ever seen. Uh but due to right. other obligations of a video game he was, like, contracted to be in, he couldn't do it. And funny enough, that game never came out. And this oh, no. game, this series has been going on for 30 years as of, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> hey, oh, they had their 30-year anniversary? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Congratulations to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so it, it'll be... Uh, the original release date was October eighth, nineteen ninety two. They they they're starting to like release certain stuff out for the um thirtieth anniversary. Mm, okay. So um, let me see here. I'm gonna get the characters of the first game and kind of go from there. I'm gonna drop them in this channel. I have the character select screen. Um, oh, I remember I'm, this. I'm going to go from left to right. Uh, there's a little, like, dip in there, so just pretend you're looking at a snake moving. Um, <laughs> on the far left, that's uh, Johnny Cage. He is a movie star who, his reasoning for entering the Mortal Kombat tournament is that uh, no one believes in that he does all his own stunts and that he's not a legitimate martial artist. So he got a strange invitation to this mysterious tournament on an island, and he's going to prove his worth. To his right is Kano. A uh, international criminal who is here, who was here, uh, running away from uh, the special forces, which is like an Earth-sized, um, like a, a global like law enforcement, but they're not cops. Uh, I say that because it's important for me to say that they're not cops, and I'll get into that in a little uh, a bit later. Um, <laughs> below him is Raiden. Uh, the Thunder God? For some reason, a god is allowed to participate in the tournament? Hey, why not? <laughs> he 
He does what he wants. <laughs> uh, to the right of him is Liu Kang. He's kind of like the Ryu of it. He's just a, a martial artist from a place called the White Lotus. Sometimes it's Shaolin monks. Um, there is a lot of like retconning and changing of stuff. Sometimes it's because this was a fighting game made in the 90s when story didn't matter. And some of it has a narrative reason as to why it's been retconned. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Uh, to, to the to next to him is Scorpion. Uh, you've definitely everyone knows Scorpion. He's the yellow mm -hmm. ninja that goes get over here and he throws mm -hmm. a spear. Uh, he is part of the uh, Shirai Ryu. They're uh, a clan of uh, Japanese ninjas. Um, even though Scorpion, uh, well, Scorpion kind of stays consistently looking Japanese. Um, above him is Sub Zero, uh, part of the Lin Kuei. Um, the Lin Kuei is a Chinese. Uh, Ninja Clan, who Sub-Zero sometimes shifts from being a white guy to a Chinese guy. Um, they're better about it in more recent years just because of, like, 3D modeling human beings has gotten better. And also uh -huh. they're more socially conscious. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but uh, they are rival um, Ninja Clans, like, forever. Uh, in the new movie that uh, just came out, um, it, it kind of opens up with that backstory. Um, okay, okay. And to the right of him is the only woman that's a uh, part of the Mortal Kombat cast that, in, for the first game, at least. That's Sonya. She's part of the special forces. They're like, like I said, a global uh, like crime fighting agency that turns into something. When I say it like that, it's more like cops, but it eventually turns into something that's uh, I, I think will be a fun to explain. Um, okay, okay, there, okay. There, there, there's a couple uh, three characters that you can't play as but you do see them there is goro he's the uh he's a shokan warrior um they're these like eight foot tall guys with four arms and they're jacked and they're huge and uh very cheap um and the <laughs> leader of the tournament and the final boss of the game is shang sung he's a sorcerer who can transform into all the other combatants um oh so part of that and like in the first Mortal Kombat is where you get the establishment of a lot of stuff that continues in the series. Um, there's the ninjas, of course, that are just they're the same character model, but uh, they just swap the colors to uh, save memory on like the boards and stuff. Because it's less for them to load if you just recolor models than it is to have individual models for the character. Um, all mm -hmm. the characters that are in, in this game, they show up in subsequent games. They usually have pretty similar movesets to them. And then there's the story of this, which is, uh, you you get it in you you actually don't get much of it in the first game. Some of it, a lot of it, comes in the second game, uh, but it's applicable here. So it's 500 years ago. Shang Tsung, with the help of the Shokan warrior Goro, uh, they started the invasion of Earthrealm. Uh, I will explain in a bit what Earthrealm <laughs> is. Um, under the command of their leader. Um, so what it is, is uh, there's multiple realms in Mortal Kombat. It's basically like dimensions is another way to put it. But uh, the leader of Outworld is trying to invade uh, Earthrealm. And what you have to do, uh, rules set by the Elder Gods, which are these gods that oversee all the realms, have said, well, in order to do that, you have to win ten Mortal Kombats in a row. Um... Goro with Shang Tsung and Goro uh, have won nine tournaments, and if they win this tenth one, uh, Earthworm will merge with Outworld. Uh, the last warrior to uh, 
when in and it's kind of vague on it from what it sounds like uh depending on what like comics you've read or tv shows or other media they make it sound like the original earth realm champion the great kung lao defeated shang sung in the last uh it was like a Shaolin martial arts tournament that was like the gathering of the best warriors, and it didn't have this implication of merging realms. But uh, Shang Tsung was defeated by the Great Kung Lao, and then 50 years later, as an old sorcerer, uh, came back with uh, an eight-foot-tall guy with four arms from another realm uh, who uh, is part dragon, technically, hey, uh, and, and was able to beat the greatest warrior on Earth very easily. <laughs> hey, yo! And uh, with uh, <laughs> with one one victory needed to merge the realms together, are our, our, our heroes able to do it? Uh, we'll get to there in a moment. I want to talk about the production of the first game. I'm so uh, excited for this. I love talking about the back end chef. Oh my god! So um, as you can tell from this image, those aren't like those aren't really like cartoon sprites like you see in like a Mario or something. Uh, they use uh, digitized images. So what they would do is they would get guys, dress them up in the costumes, and take tons of pictures of them doing every single motion that the characters do in the game. And then they would uh, put it into a computer, digitize it into a sprite, and put it into the game. That that leads to what really got people playing Mortal Kombat like, before they knew anything about it, was the way it looked. That doesn't look like a cartoon. It looks like real people. Uh, 30 years ago, these kind of graphics blew people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> the production of it is... There's tons of videos you can find of it, and it's very funny to watch these people in these just shitty, goofy-looking Halloween costumes doing, like, flips and, like, pretending to get punched in the balls like Scorpion is in the one I have put <laughs> in the channel. Because uh, one of Johnny Cage's special moves is he does the splits and punches someone in the nuts, and it stuns them for a second, and it's very funny. I love that energy! Because <laughs> they were just... Oh, my God! They were going for, like, campy, over-the-top, like, action, and that's what it is. And then the other thing Mortal Kombat is known for is uh, gore and violence, to which um, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that, because while I do think the fatalities and stuff are cool, uh, going on about, and then he cuts the head in half, and then cuts it in half again, is boring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the whenever you punch someone, blood flies out. And mm -hmm. more punches you do, more blood flies out. And I'm going to attach... A video um, of all the characters in Mortal Kombat 1's fatalities, which is finishing mo moves. And that was one of the things that made the game stand out, which was at the end of a round, uh, the idea behind it was like, at the end of the round, they want something for you to be able to flex on your opponent after you just kick their ass. <laughs> so they put mm -hmm. in these secret finishing moves, which are just like an extra flourish. And it's a video of like, the Mortal Kombat 1 fatalities aren't gruesome in any way. It's like, the, partially because of the graphics and everything, um, but like the fatalities include like Sub Zero. Sub Zero probably is the most graphic one, which is where he freezes them and then he rips their spine out of their back and uh -huh. the head is on it. Um, uh -huh. Raiden like electrocutes them and the head explodes. Uh, hey, Sc Scorpion rips off his face to reveal that he's actually a demon skeleton and uh, sets huh? them up, incinerates them. 
Like, and it's it's very like goofy and over the top and campy, but uh, for the time, you don't you don't see that kind of stuff in video games, which are seen for kids, which led mm -hmm. to uh, government hearings about video game censorship. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so uh, it's it along with Night Trap are like the two big games that would uh that were talked about in these Senate hearings. And mm -hmm. you can find tons of coverage on this stuff. Um, Night Trap was one of them because of a cherry-picked clip. Night Trap is a very similar thing where it's like a goofy, campy, like, horror thing, but there's, like, one clip that looks... It's it's pretty, like, dark for the content, but it looks even worse out of context where it's, like, a girl in the nighty, like, doing, like, checking herself in the mirror and these weird masked guys, like, pop up and, like grab her and grab this weird machine to drain her blood but half the game is weird guys like hobbling and getting thrown into home alone traps so it's like... i i do remember seeing like a documentary i only specifically remember the night trap stuff though and just remembering how goofy it looked because it was all just pre-recorded film right yeah yeah and that's like with this is like what they were going for is like camp. They weren't going for like shock value. They're like mm -hmm. John Johnny Cage's is he does a cartwheel and then uppercuts the head off. Like that's so cool. <laughs> it looks it looks really <laughs> silly. And uh, up until the more recent games, I do think they're silly. They're they're definitely more gross now because they have the technology to do that. But like mm -hmm. back then, it's it, it's goofy. Um, but parents didn't like that. Led to the video game rating system, which is a good thing. And a fun little tidbit off of that is that um, the Super Nintendo version of the original Mortal Kombat didn't have blood. When you'd punch someone, the blood splatters would change to gray, so it was like sweat. And then all the finishing moves and stuff were left in, but they, they were just like, you do a kick or something. Uh, and it's not that exciting. Ow. And uh, the Genesis release didn't have it from the beginning, but it had a cheat code you could put it in the options menu where you do A, B, B, A, B, A, C, Abacab. Oh, C, A, B, yeah. It's Abacab, which is named after a Genesis album because it was on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in these early games, there's not a whole lot of, like, story because it's an arcade game. You don't get, like, that much of that of it. But mm -hmm. um, there are some things that, uh, especially because with fighting games, um, there once you beat the tower, which good fucking luck, um, Goro Oof. and is really hard because he's a he's a giant thing that can like doesn't get stunned by your punches. Good luck beating him, and if you get past him, you get a guy who can transform into any of the other characters. Um, oh. So he uh, it's very hard to beat him. This designed to steal your quarters. It's an arcade game. But if yeah. you do, you get an ending, and it kind of is like, what did they do with their victory? And most of them aren't canon. Someone's like, and then Raiden, the Thunder God, uh, stopped violence across the Earth. It's like, okay, whatever. But uh, the yes. canon ending for this game is that uh, Liu Kang, he uh, beats Shang Tsung and wins. And then the other one is uh, Scorpion finds out that Sub-Zero is the one who killed his uh, wife and kids. Oh! Uh, so he, so he uh, kills him. Ayo! Uh, <laughs> Good for him! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and those are the things that uh, uh, end up at Mortal Kombat 1. And then Mortal Kombat 2 just came out a year later. Um, it looks a lot nicer. Um, 
technology got better and they just got better at making games. And Mortal Kombat 2 is probably my favorite aesthetically uh, of like the 2D sprite ones. I just I think like the music and the environments and everything they have are really they look really nice um, and everything like comes together pretty well. Um, and for the story for this, I'm gonna read off from the video game attract from the attract screen in the arcade. So like you're walking through and you hear all the stuff making noises, and you look over and you see it telling you the story behind the game. You're like, oh shit, I'm gonna pump all my quarters into that one. Mm-hmm. It's um, so here's what it is. What what they have at the beginning. Five hundred years ago, Shang Tsung was banished to the Earth Realm. With the aid of Goro, he was un- able to unbalance the Furies and doom the planet to a chaotic existence. By seizing control of the Shaolin tournament, he tried to tip the scales of order towards chaos. Only seven warriors survived the battles, and Shang Tsung's scheme would come to a violent end at the ends of Liu Kang. Facing execution for his failure and the apparent death of Goro, Sung convinces Shao Kahn to grant him a second chance. Shang Tsung's new plan is to lure his enemies in to compete in the outworld, where they will meet certain death by Shao Kahn himself. So, Shao Kahn is this, like, big buff guy who's been the ruler of outworld for, like, thousands of years. Time like doesn't exist. <laughs> for oh my half gosh! Of this stuff. I um I I've I had to look him up, and <laughs> honestly, he's kind of hot. He's he's looking great. <laughs> he he he's he, he's a very he's like a I I don't know. Uh, are you into monster people? Like if he yeah. has like a fucked up teeth and stuff. Uh, sure. If that doesn't, if that doesn't stop. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> he's got he's got a got like a fucked up monster face, but he's also big and tough and huge. So it's like he's got a mask on. That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so this is what I what I really like about Mortal Kombat Two is it brings more of like the fantasy elements into it. So like I said earlier, there's multiple realms. This is the one that establishes Outworld, which is similar to Earthrealm. There's like regular humans and stuff, which gets really confusing later. But uh, it's like a, f- a fantasy hellscape where it's like a Mad Max world. There's there's forests with trees that'll eat you. There's uh, just tons of places with pits of acid that you can fall into. It's uh, not, a, not a nice place to live. Um, <laughs> that's, but if you die by environment, that's not very Mortal Kombat of them. <laughs> there are uh, the, the stage fatalities, which is... Uh, there was one stage in Mortal Kombat 1 where it's called the pit and you're on like this high um, like bridge and at the end of the match it's a different button combination than a regular fatality but when you do it um, you uppercut the person and they fly up in the air and they fall all the way down this pit which looks like it's like 50 feet and get impaled on the spikes below. Hey, yo! And then uh, Mortal Kombat 2 has a couple stages like that. There's one which is called the pit 2 which is a very similar stage, <laughs> but instead of uh, spikes at the bottom, it's just ground. So you just hard hit. <laughs> Ooh. And then there's the acid pools, which is this fucked up like S&M dungeon, but also there's pools of acid. And if you do it on that stage, uppercut them, they fall into the acid. And then a couple, like a second later, a skeleton pops up. It's that quick acting. <laughs> Ooh. And, uh, Ugh. Mortal Kombat 2 introduces a bunch of new characters um, and some returning ones. Ooh. So, 
we returning are uh, Liu Kang, uh, Johnny Cage, Sub Zero, Scorpion, Raiden, and then Shang Tsung is playable because um, Shao Kahn restored Shang Tsung's youth uh, in order to enact this plan. And then you're probably wondering, I thought Scorpion killed Sub Zero. Well, he did. This is a different Sub Zero. <laughs> it's his younger brother. Another one. <laughs> and Sub Zero is called that because uh, he can freeze people. Um, I feel like I didn't say that earlier because most people kind of know bits and pieces about it about Mortal Kombat. But uh, yeah, it's like uh, he's a cryomancer and he can freeze people. And him and his brother are the only two that could do it. And his brother's dead, so he took oh. up the mantle of Sub Zero because they're like. <laughs> An assassin, an assassin organization or something. Mm -hmm. The long, like other new characters that they introduced, I put in this list, I put Sub-Zero because technically it's a different one. <laughs> um, there's Shao Kahn, like I said, he's the leader of Outworld. He's the final boss. Um, and the fun thing about him is he's not playable, but you fight him. And not only is he a big jacked guy who's like, bigger than your character mm -hmm. uh he he insults you while you're playing oh even better <laughs> so, so you like you you punch him and then he dodges the punch and knees you in the face knocking to the ground and then he points at you and goes pathetic and like, oh! you suck and like laughs at you and stuff it's really funny it's gold i love that i need to see this uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look up a video afterwards. Keep going. <laughs> the, uh, the the new characters that are in there. Um, on this, I'll go from the top to bottom of the uh, thing I posted. There's Kung Lao, who he is a descendant of the original great Kung Lao, who was the last Earthrealm champion before Liu Kang. He is best friends with Liu Kang. Um, and later in the series, uh, when you see their interactions, they have a very like buddy cop movie kind of like playing off of each other, like. In Shaolin Monks, there's which is like a a side story beat 'em up type game. They have some things just like I got one more than you, and then one of them like punch a guy and kill him, and be like now we're tied, kind of thing. It's very fun. <laughs> uh, there's Reptile, who was a secret character in the first one. Um, I kept him secret when talking about that one to to add on to that. Uh, mm -hmm. He is a palette swap of uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion, except he's green. He's uh, from a he's from a realm uh, that was merged into Outworld a long time ago. Uh, that's what Shao Kahn does. He tries to like take over all the realms. And Reptile is from one of them. He's a Saurian, which is these just like lizard people. And in the original Mortal Kombat, he um, he just had both Sub Zero and Scorpion's moves, and he was really fast and hard to beat. But uh, to get to him. You had to, on the pit stage, uh, there's a moon in the background. And you had to wait for a silhouette to pass over the moon. And if that happened in the stage, on top of getting a double flawless victory, which is, um, you don't get hit once. So two rounds without getting hit. And Ayo. also without blocking. And then you do a what? fatality. Which the fatality moves, you have very little window to do that. And... The codes are secret because there's no internet in 1992 for you to go up and look up all the codes on. If you can do all that, you fight him at the bottom of the pit in the middle of all the spikes. And it, it's it's also fun because um, you can see, you see there's like different heads impaled on the spikes. And it's all the heads of the people who worked on the game. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I can't because I know it's already like crazy when 
I know there's something I got to go find and I got to like work really hard to get it. But could you imagine not knowing and that just fucking happens? Yeah. And it's like, that's a, a tradition in Mortal Kombat that happened of like secrets. There's like, first off, people find, you find out from the older kid at the arcade, there's these secret finishing moves where you can uppercut their head off and stuff. And you're like, whoa. And what? then you see that kid do it. And you're like, holy shit. What other kind of secret stuff is there? Um, because uh, teenage boys, uh, there's some, it's like, if you put in a code, you can play as the girl, but she's naked, which was what? not true at all. But t- that's <laughs> the kind of stupid shit teen boys say about video games. I remember hearing stuff like that growing up about video games, even. <laughs> hey, you know, if it gets them to put quarters in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like a, a long tradition of in like all the games up until now of like weird secrets and stuff. Um... Reptile's playable in Mortal Kombat 2. He he can do like an acid spit and uh he can like he does these weird like acid bubbles that like bounce the characters around. You you find out he's actually like a lizard reptile guy. His fatality is he takes his mask off, similar to how Scorpion did, and it's a like a lizard head and he eats their head off. <laughs> There's um Shang Tsung, he's now playable. He can you can transform into all the other characters in the game. On top of uh, he has his own like fireballs and stuff. There's Katana, one of the one of two lady ninjas. Uh, she is uh, Shao Kahn's stepdaughter and a personal private assassin for him. Wow, dad of the year. <laughs> There's uh, Jax Brid- Briggs, who is part of the same special forces team as Sonya was on. She is absent from this game along with Kano, except for in the Shao Kahn's throne stage, you can see them, like, chained up. And that's why Jax is here, because he's come to Outworld to rescue his partner. Mm. There's Melina, which is uh, the other lady ninja. Um, She is a clone of Melina, of uh, Kitana, mixed with Tarkatan DNA. Which, uh, Tarkatans are the next guy, Baraka. They're a race in Outworld. Um, I'm going to put a link of a, a few of Tarkatans. They're these weird guys with uh, fucked up teeth, and they also can make blades come out of their arms. Look at them teeth. <laughs> Melina doesn't have the blades out of her arms, but uh, she does have the teeth. And I'm going to... There's a picture of her from the most recent Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> they actually they pulled that off really well. That looks cool yeah, as hell. It's really cool. And the thing that's uh because you can do that now with video games with like the detail, they just took the model of Katana and like gave her the teeth because she's a clone of her. It's very mm-hmm. fun. That's so cool. Oh my god. There's also uh Kintaro, who is the um new boss character in this one. He's similar to Goro, he's also a Shokan, but he's from a specific race called the Tigrar, which are more like feline looking ones and uh he is also harder to beat than goro was because they've learned how to make video games better and they're assholes about it that's right (laughs) this mortal kombat 2 i think it might be the case with mortal kombat 3 i'm not completely sure but i know for a fact it is two. the ai is very cheap and not like oh it's very good at reading your moves it doesn't go off of your what your character's doing. It, it's going off of the buttons you're pressing on the controller. So it's it's reacting to your inputs as you do them. The only way to beat it is by uh, doing cheap stuff that confuses it. You can't like play normally because it knows everything you're gonna do. 
So you go to punch, as soon as you tap the punch button, before your character can do the punch, it does the perfect counter to that punch. It's very fucked up. Oh my god! And on top of that, like I said, the boss character just goes, you suck, when, when like, he <laughs> fucks you up. <laughs> that sounds so infuriating! Ah! Being a kid, like, pumping quarters, like, kid uh. pumping in quarters while the boss is just, like, <laughs> making fun of you, assuming you could even get to him, even. Or you got all these people surrounding you. You're in the boss level. They're just like, you got to keep trying. It's like, oh, man. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And there's um, three secret characters in Mortal Kombat 2. They're not playable even on the home editions, but you can fight them. And it's kind of like a, whoa, cool. I can't believe you did that. There's Jade, who is a recolor of the other girl ninjas. Uh, She's green. And she is also the second person of color uh besides uh jacks in it well i guess that's uh discrediting uh the asian characters the first like the second black character which Mm -hmm. is a representation still wasn't good then for stuff so that's a big deal um she's uh none of of it's fleshed out for the character these secret characters back when this released but i'll just kind of go into a bit about them jade is um the childhood friend of katana they're both from a realm called adenia which is very similar to Earth, but it's very, like, similar to, like, gr- kind of, like, uh, Greek god-looking type areas. They've got big temples, and everything's so shiny and looks perfect. But uh, Shao Kahn took over that world uh, years ago and uh, now controls all the remaining people who survived. Um, and she's, like, a- also, like, an assassin with uh, Katana. There's Smoke who he is a gray recolor of Scorpion. He has all of Scorpion's moves, like the spear and everything, but he's actually a member of Sub-Zero's ninja clan. Hmm? And then there's Noob Saibot, which is the last names of the head directors of the games backwards. So Tobias Boone is Noob Saibot. <laughs> nice. And he is an all-black ninja, um, in later games, he has, like, these weird fucked up shadow powers, and he is Bihan, or the original Sub-Zero. So, what? So, because, uh, because uh, Scorpion is, was killed um, alongside his wife and kids by the original Sub-Zero, and then through uh, pure hatred, he's too angry to die. Uh, he comes back as, like, a, a revenant specter spirit, and he enacts revenge by killing Sub-Zero. But same kind of thing happens with that Sub-Zero, and he becomes, like, an evil, fucked-up shadow ninja. They just don't let people die. Like, why won't you just let them die? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a point where, like, I was looking up stuff about this, and then I was, I was like, yeah, this character dies th- this time, and then they're just in the next game, and I was like, oh, yeah, I never really thought about that because I was 12 at the time, but how the fuck are they alive? And then I was reading about it, and I was like, oh, people were just like, I think this is, this is when he would have died. <laughs> yes. And uh, this uh, this Mortal Kombat 2 added uh, some new finishing maneuvers. You can do a friendship, which is the opposite of a fatality where you horribly maim and kill your opponent. Uh, you do something silly, like uh, Sub-Zero makes like a snowman with his ice powers and shows it to him. And it says friendship. Or like a character will start doing a little dance. 
And, <laughs> or like, I think Johnny Cage's is he signs an autograph for him because he's a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also Babalities, which is uh, you turn your opponent into a baby. <laughs> That and was not what I thought it was going to be at all. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little <laughs> tiny baby, and like, if it's one of the ninjas, they'll have the mask, or if it's like Johnny Cage, he has the sunglasses. Raiden has like the hat, and it's just like crying. <laughs> and when you do those moves, because Shao Kahn, on top of being the boss, he's also the announcer. He's the one you hear like fight and like finish him. He's oh. the one doing that. So when you do those moves, he's like friendship. Like he's really confused. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like th those those stuff were a response to like the the like uh overbearing parental outrage to like the extreme violence like fine we'll have we'll have them get along are you happy and honestly they're i i think the friendships are way cooler than uh mm -hmm. the fatalities like in the newest uh <laughs> um world combat some of those friendships are incredible like um melina's hers is she she has like she does like a tea party with her with like some stuffed animals and it's very cute like i <laughs> these like terrifying well, monsters are doing like doing like paintings or something or like playing the saxophone why is the first time why is this the first time that i'm hearing about anything else besides like of a aggressively violent fatality like i wish i would have known about the friendship and the baby thing like forever ago <laughs> the like bummer about them in these older games is you have to set you have to do like these weird conditions to win it's like you have to win only using low kicks or something so they're even uh... more of a secret than the fatalities but now in 2022 which is the best part is you can just google Mortal Kombat 2, all fatalities. I mean, all friendships. And then you get a 15-minute YouTube video of all the friendships. It's awesome. And then I'm satisfied. <laughs> you just get, like, goofy stuff of, like, uh, <laughs> putting on arcade machines. Like, play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's a few uh, sort of canon events in Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, this is probably the one there's, like, the least... Besides Mortal Kombat 4, there's some, like, weird stuff that, like, they don't really get into, but because it's back then, story didn't matter. Um, mm -hmm. Big surprise, Liu Kang, the winner of the last tournament, wins again! Uh, he Yay! beats Shao Kahn in Outworld, it, which means uh, Shao Kahn can't invade Earthrealm, right? We'll get to that in a minute. Right? Uh, <laughs> and then... Um, this is when it's implied due to the movies and kind of retroactively uh, retconned through like newer games and stuff. Um, Liu Kang and Katana are sort of a couple. Um, mm? It's like alluded to it a lot. There's and like... they were roommates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where like they uh, they have like we'll have like on screen interactions in later games, and she'll like fight like. To, if he's like beat up, she'll like fight to like protect him and stuff. So it's like pretty implied, um, especially at the ending of the most recent game. Mm -hmm. Going to that, there's a uh, Mortal Kombat three, which is probably the most famous of the two D Mortal Kombat's, and there's three versions of it. There's regular Mortal Kombat three, Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, and Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Mortal Kombat Trilogy is only on home consoles. And they all have kind of the same story. Um, it's really uh, 
just updating with, like new characters, fixing like glaring bugs that were in the base game. Base Mortal Kombat 3 did not have Scorpion for whatever fucking reason. Uh, which is weird to think now because he's everyone. That's like one of the characters people know is Scorpion. So it's like, why, why would they do that? But thankfully, they uh, they fixed that with Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Story of Ultimate Mortal Kombat of like Mortal Kombat Three is that uh, because uh, he's a sore loser, uh, Shao Kahn's like, I actually had a backup plan where I'm going to resurrect my dead wife on Earth. Leo? And he's by resurrect- <laughs> yeah, that's how he's a, uh, that's how he's Katana's stepdad. He's, he, uh, he killed her real dad and then married her mom. Uh, <laughs> because, so he's, he's funny. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He, and then, uh, because of that, his, um, the, the wife of the man he killed, Sindel, she was like, oh fuck, uh, he's going to keep doing stuff like this. So she committed suicide. So he couldn't, um, but uh, using Shang Tsung because he's like a sorcerer who can do these fucked up things, puts her body on Earthrealm, brings her back to life, which causes the two realms to merge, causing hey, billions of people to die, except for all of the human characters that Raiden was able to protect and keep them safe, at least from the soul magic, to bring them uh, into into like one last fight against Shao Kahn. Good job, Raiden. And I'll put the Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 one. There's a, a lot of them, so I'm not going to do it in, in the order on the thing. I'm just going to kind of name them. New characters are uh, Maskless Sub-Zero. So in the time between um, Mortal Kombat 2 and 3, which uh, as far as I can tell is like two days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's... It, it, the some of the games that like cover this storyline, they make it seem like it's very quick. Um, in the time between that, uh, Sub Zero's clan has enacted a thing called the Cyber Initiative, which they're turning all of their clan members into these cool cyborgs. Uh, nice. And Sub Zero is like, I don't want to be a cyborg. Uh, <laughs> so he uh, he runs away. He's removed his mask, which I more like ninja maskless. Uh, Sub-Zero is very lame, but uh, the cyborgs are fucking awesome looking. Um, they, they're part of the same clan, and uh, like Sub-Zero's kind of just like fighting to like be on the run from them as they're tracking him down to kill him because he's refused it. So it's a different Sub-Zero. In Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, they added uh, Sub-Zero, like classic Sub-Zero is what he's called, and he just is a mass Sub-Zero and he has a slightly different moveset. Um... Jax got cyber arms because he was fighting uh, interdimensional demons. And he's like, oh, fuck, I got a I need to be able to stand up against them. Um, <laughs> so so he got like cybernetics on his arms. Um, there's Sector and Cyrax, who are the two, the two of the three robots that are in this game. Um, they are. uh in the development, they're referred to as ketchup and mustard because they were yellow and red, which is fun. Um, and Cyrax can can like throw bombs, shoot like bombs out of his chest that like land and explode in a little bit, and he can shoot like a laser net. And then Sector can launch missiles, and that's kind of what differentiates them. There's okay. a there's Nightwolf, who is a Native American man, which is absolutely crazy to me in a video game that came out like 1996. You know, 
I wonder what they're like, who was on their staff. You know what I mean? Like there just must've been a bunch of cool motherfuckers on that staff. It's a, uh, he, he, his like digitized protector was a white guy because unfortunately that's what it yeah. was at the time. But now in like more recent iterations, he's, pl- he is like played and voiced by a native American man, which is very cool. And he's like, oh, yes. it's not like super offensive. Um, representation either uh there's like some like stereotypical stuff but it's all like respectful to like the culture he's not in like a big headdress and like Mm -hmm. doing like chants and stuff which is cool especially like i i live in an area with like a large native american population so it's like yeah we'll see that and stuff um there's cabal in this in the image i put in the discord he's the guy in the bottom left who's like he's got this weird like mask breather thing and he's got these cool hook swords he's designed after the flash because he he can do these like big like speed dash moves and unsurprisingly the guys who made the stuff are comic book nerds yeah unsurprising (laughs) there's uh shiva who is um she's a shokan woman so she's similar to goro and kintaro but she's got she she's a lady. That's really the only difference. I don't think they they've made her cooler in the most recent game, but her older iterations are I I am not interested in any capacity, <laughs> unfortunately. And then there is a Sindel. Who, oh, there's two more. Sorry, there's Sindel. Uh, she's the Banshee Queen. Um, she's uh, Katana's mom. Uh, she's like brought back to life. Um by uh Shao Kahn and Shang Tsung to enact their plan and then there's the last playable character Curtis Stryker out of all these there's they've got these crazy ninjas who can shoot freeze people with ice who can throw spears and shoot fireballs out of their mouth you've got these cyborg robots with all this stuff you've got uh, a guy with cybernetic arms you've got Kung Lao who is also a like martial artist and he has a bl- he has a hat that's so sharp he can like cut people in half with it so curtis striker he's got a name like that what is he he's just a cop just a, like just a cop he's just a cop <laughs> he he doesn't have like crazy powers he doesn't have like even johnny cage who isn't in this game because he's one of the people who died uh when the realms merged oh rip he he can throw like shadow balls and stuff and like he can do like these cool like shadow kicks, which where he kicks really fast. Here's Striker. He's he's got a gun. He's got a he's got a nightstick. He's got he's got some bombs. <laughs> he's the, what? He's, he's, Why does a cop have bombs? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. Yeah, um, I know the answer to that. <laughs> then there's the boss character Motaro, who he's like a giant fucking centaur guy. Um, and there's a some secret characters. Um, uh, there's Noob Cybot again. He's more fleshed out and playable this time. He's nice. crazy overpowered and does like cool shadow moves. He sends like shadow clones uh, way before Naruto did it. Uh, <laughs> there's Cyber Smoke, who is, if you put in a code, you can play as Human Smoke, which is cool. He's basically just oh. Scorpion, but better gameplay wise. Um, Ultimate Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat 3 added Ermac, who was. It's it's he's named after after a thing that would show in the debug menu in the original Mortal Kombat, which would say Ermax encountered, which led when you find out there's like secret like boss fights and stuff, you're like, oh, is that like another secret character? No, nah, it's saying like errors and stuff that like the <laughs> system would count. So when like the machine servicer would come in, he'd be like, oh, there's been like seven errors. We need to fix this part on it. 
but they mm-hmm. turned it they turned him into a full-fledged character. He's the red ninja and he's got uh he's got like fucked up psychic powers. He can do like telekinetic lifting and stuff. Later That's in cool. the games they'll flesh out that um he's like a collection of souls in a body and uh sometimes they'll use they them pronouns for him. So hey, representation. Hey. <laughs> Cuz that it's a collection of souls. Souls aren't really gendered, and it's in a body that has no concept of gender identity. Hey, is there sounds there sounds like a little bit of plurality going on there. Yeah. To we have to ask Claudia about that. Um, and Ermac will always say like "we" when referring to themselves. So that's really cool. Oh hell yeah! Uh, and then in the home console ports of Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, there's uh Rain, who's he's the Prince of Edenia, and he's the color purple. It's a reference to Prince's Purple Rain. Um, and the fucked <laughs> up yeah. thing about Rain is this is when, like, uh, Ed Boon, who... Uh, John Tobias doesn't work on the games anymore, but Ed Boon is, like, the head director. He's known for fucking with people. And this is, like, oh. one of the early accounts of that, where the only time you'd see Rain is in the attract screen at the arcade. So you'd be walking by and you'd watch all this cool gameplay, and you'd see this quick snippet, I'd say, Rain in the corner and a purple ninja running. And you're like, holy shit, how, how the fuck do we, how do we play as him? How? And it was on the left side, so you know you could play, it made it think you could play as him. No, they're just like fucking with people. But they made Aww. him, they made him a character in the home console ports, which are like, uh, he, he, he has like water powers. Okay. And then Mortal Kombat Trilogy added Chameleon and Chameleon with a K, which both of them are, the one with the C is every like, three seconds he swaps between all the other ninjas and the chameleon with the k does that both like the girl ninjas okay the the canon events in this one are Liu kang wins again um <laughs> Liu kang uh shao Kahn is defeated uh he doesn't come back for a while um and katana is able to reclaim her homeland which is nice oh good for her Power. um since uh since you did warn me, I, I will start winding it down a little bit. Uh, oh, you do whatever you want. I'm vibing. I'm having a good time. <laughs> I, I do have to get going in a little bit. So okay. uh, if <laughs> if you're fine with me doing more of this, uh, we can find another time to record again. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So uh, to wrap it up, I want to talk about the movies. Uh, the two movies that came out. Because they kind of go off of Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, and the third movie... Like, the first one is mostly Mortal Kombat 1, but there's some stuff Mortal Kombat 2 in it. And then the second movie is mostly just Mortal Kombat 3 mixed in with 2. It's it's really weird. Um, it Everyone needs to watch the first movie. It's the best video game movie next to Sonic the Hedgehog. I legitimately believe this. What? Um, have you seen either of the Sonic the Hedgehog movies? I saw the newest one. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I I like it a lot because uh, it it holds very true to like the thing. Have you ever seen the Super Mario Brothers movie? I avoided that, Smart. so I did not see it. <laughs> um. So th- that was like the first video game movie ever made, and it the only thing it's like. There's names they use like Mushroom Kingdom, Mario, Peach, Bowser, but it's it barely has anything to do with the game. Uh, some of the other ones, there's like the Double Dragon movie, which is really bad. Uh, only has like stuff with the names. The first Mortal Kombat movie, all the characters are named right. They're casted right. Um, like 
they all do their roles right hey they all do their stuff that happens in the games right oh scorpion, my goodness. scorpion throws his spear sub-zero freezes people uh it's it, it's it's just a really good like it's not like a like a, a highbrow like smart movie it's just it's a good action movie you got good fight scenes you do get to see people die in kind of like a pg-13 kind of way um it's not like super gory but like one of the like you see a fatality scene which is sonya's fighting kano and they kind of set it up as kano killed one of her partners which is something mm. that comes up in the games and they like fight in the mortal kombat tournament and like she's he's uh they're like fighting and she kind of gets the advantage and she has him like locked up in her massive fucking muscular mommy thighs uh, oh apologize. yes i'm sorry <laughs> I apologize for that uh, <laughs> sorry, but, uh, listeners. <laughs> but uh and then uh shang sung uh is there like and then he does the finish him which is from the games and then she like looks at him and he's like we've kind of worked out all of our stuff right and then the camera moves away and here snap because he she fucking snapped his neck with her massive thighs. I yes! wish that was me. I wish that was me. <laughs> Why can't that be me? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the 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 thing that's really cool with the movies is they take stuff from the movies and put them in the, into the games. Uh, Kano is, is pretty like characterless. Like he's a bad guy, like international Krillin, international villain, not Krillin from Dragon Ball. <laughs> Uh, he's an international villain, and in the movie, for whatever reason, he's Australian. Don't know why. I don't know if it's just because they casted an Australian guy, but they never said anything about that in, like, the comics. I read some of the earlier comics earlier today at work, just to be like, is there anything in these that I didn't know? It was just kind of, like, pretty cool stuff that's been reiterated. But, mm, um, okay. he's Australian in all the games that come after, where there's voice actors, which is really fun. There's, uh, like, the movie, uh has like some of the love stuff between Liu Kang and Katana in it. Johnny Cage has two of the best fight scenes, which is w one where he fights uh Scorpion in like hell. Uh, oh. <laughs> and defeats him. And then he also uh defeats the four-armed Goro and you get um because in the movie uh you see Johnny Cage uh interact with this uh, guy named Art, who he's friends with. He, they've, like, worked on movies and stuff. And Art gets killed by Goro early in the movie. So he fights Goro um, by punching him in the nuts and then <laughs> making him fall off a massive cliff, which is awesome. Hey, yo! Um, <laughs> and, uh, like, uh, Liu Kang's two fights really cool. He fights Sub-Zero and he defeats Sub-Zero in the coolest way possible, which is... Uh, Sub-Zero's doing, like, his big ice ball to freeze him. And we get a demonstration earlier that when Sub-Zero freezes a guy and then shatters, like, parts of his body. And you're like, oh, shit, this guy's scary. Mm -hmm. So what he does is as he's launching the ice ball, Liu Kang throws a bucket of water and the force movement of the water turns it into, like, spikes and it impales Sub-Zero. It's awesome. <gasps> and the no. movie is PG-13, so it's, like, it's not super graphic. If that's, yeah. like, worried. If, like, watching Saw, I don't like Saw. Uh, no. I can't watch those movies, but this this is the <laughs> enough like this is about the level of graphic violence I can take in a movie, <laughs> and uh, it, it's just so many good fucking lines from it. Uh, my favorite is the the actor who plays Shang Tsung in it is fucking perfect. Uh, the way he delivers lines, like my one of my favorite lines is from the beginning of the movie where Luke Kang's having a nightmare about his uh his brother being killed because. It's something that happened. Shang Tsung killed his brother. And it's, um, 
he's like looking and pointing to the camera because it's like in his dream and he's just your brother's soul is mine and it's just delivered so fucking cool so good it's it's one of those movies where we're watching it as an adult and like it's still fucking awesome um the the guy who plays Shang Tsung is so good at it in the newest Mortal Kombat game they fucking uh had him record all the voice lines and do like face scanning and stuff to model him into the game which is is so fucking cool that they they're like paying respect to like the movie uh there's like some small stuff in uh that they put as easter eggs like uh reptiles like this really bad looking cg monster because the movie is 1995 yeah and they put like an updated model of that in mortal kombat 11 (laughs) Yeah, does it look good? It it still has like the design, but it, it it's like it has it's defined well enough. It doesn't look like cheap like how it looked back then. Okay. The movie ends on a cliffhanger, which is Shao Kahn's invasion of Earthrealm, and then the characters post up after the, because they victory and everything. They're like, "Oh man, I'm glad nothing's going on." And Shao Kahn invades, and they post up, and that plays the Mortal Kombat song. And you're like, "Yeah, mm. next movie!" And then you wait two years, and you go into the movie theater for Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and it's the one of the worst fucking movies ever made. No, that's terrible. No. The uh, the line I quoted at the beginning is from the movie, which is uh, Shao Kahn saying he's gonna invade Earth and take it over. And I'm going to send you the, <laughs> the worst delivered lines from a fucking movie ever. <laughs> this, I'm so excited. This video has 18 million views. <laughs> 18 million? I, I want you to, to watch it. It's like 20 seconds from there. All right. I'm clicking on it. I'm in. Those portals. What closes can also open again. What is that supposed to mean? That scream, though. Mother. You're alive. Too bad you will die. What? What? (laughs) Mom? Too bad. That's nutty. So bad. That's so bad. <laughs> I, I feel bad for her because she's like, she's like, yeah, it was really bad. I've seen like, uh, f- videos people taking at like conventions and stuff where they have some of the cast from the movies and like people who did the uh, digitizing for the characters in the video games and almost every time they ask her to read the line and she's like, no, please don't. And she does. It's just, <laughs> don't make me relive this horror. <laughs> mother, you're alive. Too bad. You will die. Like the pause in it is so weird. Man, why did nobody tell her to redo that line? <laughs> why did they make her redo it? Uh, they, they did not have any money. Um, oh, that's fair. <laughs> the movie, the movie looks so fucking cheap. It's so bad. Uh, the worst scene in the movie, I think, is and there's a really bad CG monster fight scene at the end that I will hey. say is worse than is not as bad as this. Is um, is uh, Sonia and uh, Melina get in a fight outside of this like technological base thing, and nice. it's outside. Uh, Melina says no words and they're fighting and 
it it just quickly they're covered in like mud. It's women mud wrestling. Perfect. It's so, it's so stupid. It's so stupid, but I kind of like, <laughs> kind of appreciate this the, the like the energy of it, but specifically yeah. from like from looking at it from like my time right now. <laughs> yeah, especially I don't know if I should be like a fifteen year old like teenage boy. You're just like, oh, cool, the hot ladies are fighting. Like, <laughs> it's in the mud, cool. But, mud uh, ladies. <laughs> It's the movie's filled with so many like bad line deliveries. Half the main cast is recast. Raiden is played by a different actor. Johnny Cage is played by a different actor, and he gets killed right away, um, and doesn't come back. Uh, <laughs> Sonya Blade is played by a different person. Liu Kang is the only returning. Liu Kang and, Kang and Katana are the only returning actors. You get Scorpion and Sub Zero the movie for like ten. 15 seconds and then they're gone they have enough budget (laughs) yeah it's so it's so bad but it's it's one of those that i think is i I love good bad movies um in 11 years when i have a new topic on here i can do about that and it won't take me 11 Mm -hmm. episodes to talk about good bad movies maybe i should have done that (laughs) instead um (laughs) we got time but uh this is a. I think this is a, a good spot to stop for now. Yeah. Um, I got to. I, I was like doing stuff for this, and I was. Just, I was. Whenever I get like very excited about stuff, I start like flexing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, fuck mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's what I was doing. Remembering Mortal Kombat, and it's like I just fucking love this series. It's so oh, dumb. Yeah. And this is this is just the base level dumb. It gets more and more dumb. <laughs> Once yeah. they start being able to add narrative to the game, it gets really stupid. It's awesome. Aww. Okay, but yeah, we're gonna definitely have to. Put, we're gonna put a pin in this now, and we're either gonna do another podcast episode at some point or a stream. Either way, I need to know more. <laughs> I'm there, there's, a, there's like another chunk of games we can get through, and then that's when it gets to like the log narrative stuff, which is might work better for a stream. I don't know, but <laughs> we can figure that out at a later date. <laughs> we'll make a decision then. <laughs> I think I could probably get the next ones in the next stuff in another episode, and then there we can figure that out. But <laughs> I oh, love yeah. this stuff so much. I always thought it was just just angry muscle men, grr, fight, and I didn't realize there's so much more behind it. I'm so happy. <laughs> it, it it is it's like all from the places like they know it's dumb. Like they're not try. It's not like trying to be high art, and it's like there's certain like character moments and stuff in the later games once they start adding narratives that like hits like really cool moments that feel good and then there's mm-hmm. like and also like I cause I can't just list off fatalities they start to get really goofy with those fatalities some of them like uh, the character grows giant and steps on them uh, the character yeah. blows up the earth and kills everyone conceivably um, <laughs> and that's the fatality move and then you go to the next fight like it's it's just the stupidest shit it's great 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> <laughs> oh oh my gosh thank you thank you for sharing this passion for Mortal Kombat with me and I, I called it when this episode started I was like I don't know shit but now I'm so hype, and now I'm gonna run off with it. I'm, I'm, I'm pr- I don't know if I'm gonna buy a game, but I'm probably gonna watch a couple movies tonight. You should should watch. They're they're all all of them. The the two movies are on HBO Max. If you have that, I do. Yeah, they're both on there. On HBO, got it in my notes. Ah, <sighs> alrighty.
Are we ready to to wrap it up, or do you have any yeah. closing thoughts? Or you had your closing thoughts. All I right. Know, I think I, I think that that's for a good stop for now. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet, Jory? <laughs> you can find me online at uh t- on Twitter at No I'm Jory because I'm the only one. Um, that's where you'll see stuff I'm doing. Um, I got a cute dog. That's really the reason to follow me. Is see yeah, you do. Cute dog. Rainy's he's, so cute. He's a good boy. He's not in the room with me right now, but um, something that I have to let people know is he knows what plugs are, mean. Once he starts hearing me plug my Twitter, he like perks up and uh, <laughs> gets ready to go outside because he knows that means I'm going to open the door to go outside, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very cute. Uh, you can see pictures of him. I got uh, Citizen Hank, King of the Hill podcast. It covers the first season that's on uh, the it's on the Moonshot Network here, where you can find all sorts of uh, stuff of me talking uh, about King of the Hill with some people, which is always a fun time. It's a Citizen Kane of animated sitcoms. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, some of the stuff is weirdly pertinent today. Um, I've also got. Uh, my One Piece podcast, we are watching One Piece, where I watch One Piece and talk about it with Joe, who is caught up on it. Um, I started watching it <laughs> six years ago, and here we are now. I am just watched episode 873 yesterday, uh, hey, yo. so I'm pretty close to caught up. I'll be caught up about this time next year. It's a, it's a good time. Um... And uh, I think that's it for me. Heck yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I'll put links to those as well in the episode description. Um, you can find this podcast as a whole at the hyperfix pod at the twitter.com. You can also find me at twitter.com at I appreciate your butt. That is I A P P R E C I, the number eight U R B U T T. Uh, or I will not shut the fuck up and I tweet about things all day long. Uh, you will get your Chainsaw Man Tuesday reminder and I will scream oh, so about it forever. Good. I'm fucking... so good. <laughs> read it yesterday and I was like, fuck, that's so cool. Uh... Just the, just the, I, every time I tell people about Chainsaw Man, I'm like, it's 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 stuff that I, I love just in like media in general is when stuff is very stupid, but it's it doesn't try to pretend it's not. And it's it all like Chainsaw Man does that on top of having a heart. I love that Chainsaw Man coming back after the hiatus and after like four chapters is him killing a demon and also letting six people die to save a cat. I <laughs> it's know. So fucking funny. I lost it. I freaking <laughs> lost it. That shit was so good. <laughs> okay, at some point you and you and I need to geek out about Chainsaw Man at some point soon as well. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, thank you to the Moonshot Network for letting me have this podcast. Uh, I could not have done it without their assistance. Um, and so here we are celebrating all the cool nerdy shit. Um, thank you. Uh, you can find the Moonshot Network at Moonshot Pods on the Twitter.coms or at Moonshot Network on Twitch.tv. Who else do I got to plug? Thank you to Offuscate, that is O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E for my intro and outro music. They make really fun ADHD happy boop boop doop doops for uh, anything. And they some they didn't realize it, but they had like eight perfect podcast intro and outro songs. I'm like, bro, why aren't you selling these? 
why aren't you doing this? So you can find them on Instagram and SoundCloud and Twitter at off you skate. Um, and I think that's all my plugs. I think that's all of it. I think we're done. I think we did it. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Do, you have, do you have like an ending thing you do? Uh, yeah. So I tell everybody to be safe. Don't die. Maybe I'll tell them to drink some water. And ba-doop. Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fanfiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions, romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess. I had to fan myself off. Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better. And their meaniness. Cal wouldn't be in some small town pie eating contest. That's not why he left me. <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all on the Three Little Words Podcast, only on the Moonshot Network.